Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. What's going on? Maximal Beings, Doc Mock here with MaximalBeing.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. It does help us to get the word out. If you have any questions, you can email us at team at MaximalBeing.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 Maximal Beings. We're back. And it's me, your favorite layman, Jackie P. With, of course, your favorite co-hostess with the mostess, Doc Mock. Dr. Mock. How are you today? Of course, radiant as ever. How are you? Yeah. You know, Jackie P, I had clinic today, which may not be my favorite day of the week, but today I had a patient that I gave all of these beautiful lifestyle recommendations to, and this man took it upon himself and did everything, and he is just killing it. And I mean, if you want to be like inspired as a doctor and you walk in and you say, hey, you know, stop smoking you know, let's eat this way, try taking turmeric. And if you get one of those things, you're like, yeah, but this man is like, stop smoking, eating a Mediterranean diet, lifting weight, like he's just rocking. So props to that guy. And his pancreas will thank him later. So wow, I am enlightened. And I am inspired today. That is amazing. As you know, as two people who give advice as a profession, you know, it's very happy to be like, hey, listen, you came to see me to take advice. And it is refreshing. It is refreshing. It's probably like you saying like, a few months ago, don't go crazy and dump all of your investments. And the people are like, all right, I think I'm going to listen to this guy because he's, he's frigging Jackie P, you know, exactly, exactly. So I love it. And speaking of refreshing, you know, I like around this time of year, Iced tea. It's one of my things. I love sweet tea. I know you're not supposed to have sweet sugary tea, but you know, I, I drink <laughs> I drink green tea as well. And I drink yep. white tea. And also speaking of a prior guest, I had so I was I just off of a three-day Koso cleanse. Mm. I'm still rocking Koso. I've you know, I, the they Koso. don't pay me to do this. They don't pay me. This is, this is just something I liked. But that brings us to today's guest. So I'm excited. Uh because first of all, um, we're going to get to uh, Jenny. Je, je, te. I, 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 I ruined it. Okay. <laughs> Founder of Sipping Streams Tea Company. And we're going to talk about tea. And also, we're going to talk about uh, Jenny's background because she's been bouncing all over the map here, looking at where she was born and raised and everything. But we'll get into that. But before we start, Jenny, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I actually am very great. It's it's another beautiful day here in Alaska. And then in a summer day, we just had summer solstice. Ooh. So technically we're losing daylight again. And mm. yeah, so it's a little sad, wow. but we have 24 hours of sunlight right now. So I mean, Whoa. lots of vitamin D. That's <laughs> <laughs> wild. <laughs> Whoa. I was going to ask that. I was like, is the summer solstice? Because I know the days are longer, nights are 
longer there. So you have 24 hours of daylight. I don't want to derail, but how do you, how do you cope? How do you function with that? Well, I think it's because I grew up here. So I actually do better not having darkness or if it's the winter time and we have 24 hours of darkness, like I just acclimate to it. I don't take my cues of how I should feel or when I should go to bed from the sunlight. It's more of like an internal meter of like what's going on. And so with 24 hours of sunlight, I, time, time is just time. But I mean, it's nice that it's nice light out, but I can sleep when it's light. I don't have any blackout curtains or anything like that. So um, I find sleeping in sunlight, like if I was on a beach and just like laying there on the beach, I'd be conked out. Like it's just too much light and it like puts me to sleep. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so yeah, it's for me, it's not a problem, but I grew up here and my whole family's like used to that. We just didn't grow up with blackout curtains, but family members who would visit, we'd make sure we got like really dark shades and stuff like that for them because they're not used to it. So, yeah. That's, that is pretty cool. And, you know, Alaska is on one of my bucket list uh, excursions. So maybe after this, we'll talk about the places to go and times to go. Cause I don't know, I'm a sunshine person. I'm from Florida, but I don't know if I can do 24 hours of sunshine. I do not like the nighttime. <laughs> which is, uh, you know, but let's, a lot of let's, good things happen in the nighttime. This is true. Yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is true. A lot of good things. Yeah. Uh, and we'll leave it there. We'll leave it up, up to your imagination to imagine what those things are. Are you a healthcare practitioner searching for a comprehensive solution to streamline your patient referrals and improve collaboration with other practitioners? Look no further than Rupa Health, the ultimate platform for integrative and functional medicine practitioners. As a healthcare practitioner, I've struggled with the traditional referral process for labs. It's time-consuming, inefficient, and often lacks the necessary communication between providers and patients. But ever since I started using Rupa Health, everything has changed. That's right. Rupa Health is revolutionizing the way that practitioners connect and order lab work with their patients. Their advanced platform allows you to effortlessly send and receive patient lab referrals and secure their information, sending them the kits directly. This makes the communication directly with other patients and practitioners easy to take care of. I can't stress enough how much time and energy Rupa Health has saved me. With just a few clicks, I can easily order lab work and track their progress, and then I receive the results directly into my inbox, which I can send to the patients automatically with recommendations. Absolutely, Rupa Health's extensive network of lab testing and curated, integrated, and functional medicine testing allows practitioners to receive the highest quality of care and dedicate their practice to a patient-centered, holistic approach which aligns perfectly with the values of healthcare in a functional medicine practice. Plus, Rupa Health provides you with excellent customer support. Their team is responsive, knowledgeable, and always helps with assistance in billing questions, and how kits are shipped to your patients. They are dedicated to helping practitioners like us provide the best possible care for our patients. And if you're a patient listening, it allows you to seamlessly order your lab testing and receive all of the necessary information. Rupa Health has been a game changer for my practice, and as you know, it will be for yours too. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to save on lab testing by heading to labs. Dot rupa health that's r u p a dot com slash store slash storefront 
underscore V is in victory, G is in grape, X, zero, zero, four, zero, zero. That's labs.rupahealth.com backslash store, backslash storefront, underscore, B is in victory, G is in grape, X, zero, zero, four, zero. I'll see you later, Maximal Beings. Let's get into it, right? You're a certified tea specialist. Uh, I didn't even know there were tea championships, but you've won first, second, and third in a North American tea championship, right? You're, you're in a tea, top tea infusionist competition. I didn't even know tea got down like that, which is exciting <laughs> for me. So talk to the people. Let's go into how did Jenny, who's used to 24 hours of sunlight, right? What is your origin story? Like, did you grow up? saying, hey, you know what, tea slaps, so I want to master tea? Like, how did you become the Jenny that we're talking to today? So I grew up a coffee drinker. I, I've been drinking coffee since I was like four. Like, I like black coffee. And when I say I like black coffee, I still like coffee. I don't drink it all the time. I don't drink it every day. Like every now and then. And if I drink my coffee, it's going to be black. So I like the taste of coffee. And so when people go, oh, but you don't like any coffee. And I'm like, oh, what? No, that's not like I started. I didn't even, I mean, okay. So I was born in Hong Kong. I came to Alaska when I was a month and a half. It was like 30 below, 40 below. It was winter time. My mom and I it was like first time we ever saw snow because we came from Hong Kong. My dad already worked here. Um, for many years, um, for like the boom of the, the Alaska pipeline being built. So, you know, he was already here and established. And then after I was born, then I came here. So growing up in the 80s, it was very different culturally. It's very much like Asian people, first of all, don't like to make waves. It's just culturally like their thing. And um Growing up in Alaska, it's very accepting of all kinds of people. All kinds of people come from everywhere, unless you're indigenous, but everybody else came from somewhere. So like even the Russians, right? They're from Russia when they came into Alaska and settled there. So it's very welcoming of all types of people, but the Asian way is not to make waves. So my dad, he drank coffee because that's what everybody else did. And then I drank coffee because my dad drank coffee. My mom, she didn't really drink tea growing up. Um, she just drank water, hot water. And um, my grandparents on my father's side, when they would come up seasonally, like every other year or so, they did the weird Chinese things. And like being a kid, like I got teased a lot. English was not my first language. It was my second language because my parents were chefs. So they cooked in Chinese restaurants. They didn't have to speak English. And so it's kind of like, you know, the Mexican restaurants, same thing. You don't need to speak English. We speak, you know, Spanish here. So we, we did the same thing too until I had to go to public school where I'd get teased because my parents are speaking to me in Chinese. I'm like the only Chinese person in my class. And there's not a lot of Asian people here anyways. So um, I just wanted to fit in, like very much so. I'd get my Chinese food, go to school, and all the kids make fun of my food. Like I very much relate to like that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where all I wanted was like white Wonder Bread. I mean, it's totally unhealthy <laughs> for you. But I'm just saying I just wanted to have like hot lunch. Like, why couldn't I have like pizza and mac and cheese? And my parents 
were like amazing chefs, like five-star restaurant chefs. So they're just like horrified that I'd want like pizza or mac and cheese. They're like, why would you want that? Like we cook like these like <laughs> amazing dishes. And I didn't know that I was so blessed to be in this family because all of my cousins that I had met later on when I was already in college, they did not eat like a five course meal for dinner every night where mm-hmm. my family did. Like, I'm like, oh, you've got some meat and some rice. I'm like, where's all the other stuff? You know, but they're like, your dad's a professional chef. You know that, right? I'm like, oh, I yeah, I know that, but I, I just didn't see the difference. So not growing up around other Chinese people, um, just assimilating, drinking coffee. Um, but as a kid, I guess that was weird because all my dad's friends thought it was strange that his child <laughs> was drinking coffee. Um, but I think because like in Asian cultures, kids drink tea, adults drink tea. It's very normal. So I didn't get into tea until my last year of college um, when I was studying athletic training. and tea was the cheapest thing on the coffee shop menu. So it was more of a budget reason of why I started drinking tea. And then a bunch of people started asking me all these questions about the health benefits of tea as if I was like a tea drinker all of a sudden. I'm like, have you seen me drink tea for the last four years? Like ever? (laughs) I'm not a tea drinker. I don't know anything. But I was going into athletic training and physical education teaching K through 12. So you ask a person who's like education minded questions, they usually pretty excited to go find answers for you. So that's what I did. I'd go and do my own research, go and look in the journal of sports medicine or whatever and be like, oh, here's a case study on tea. And so then I would tell my friends what I learned. I didn't answer all their questions because it was just the answers depending on the demographics of that case study. So, um, and that's kind of where it started. And people were like, oh, you need to talk to Jenny. She knows about tea. Tea, I'm just trying to look up the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that you get the scientific literature to the point where like, you know that if you read one case study on something that it doesn't correlate to all populations, which is such a problem with like all medical literature predating maybe the 1990s is it's all like one demographic or another, you know? So thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Oh yeah. Cause everyone is different. And Everybody's you know, like different. you're, like you guys have said before, not all diets fit one person, one type of person, you know, there's different things, different needs from our DNA to our daily activities, to our surroundings. I mean, I have tons of vitamin D right now. It's not going to happen in six months. It's going to be like none because it's going to be completely dark. Mm -hmm. So, And also, I wonder where the pizza and macaroni and cheese kids are right now. I guarantee they don't have a degree in sports medicine, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember any of my classmates eating a bunch of pizza, macaroni and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. I do, too. Uh, So. So you're a, a, a senior in college. You start drinking tea, right? Because of budgetary constraints. You know, walk us through, I guess, you know, your, your friends start asking you about the benefits. You start looking to the benefits. Did you have like a an aha moment? Did, was there like a moment? Because typically there's dichotomy, right? There's the tea drinkers and then there's the caffeine people, right? Very few folks are okay with both. Like myself, I like both. You know, does anyone want a hot drink? I'll have either or. 
But like, did you remember maybe a moment saying, hey, you know what? There's research here and maybe there's something more here that I want to dig into. Was there something more here that I want to share with the world? Like, did you have a moment like that? Yeah, I think it was not while I was in college. So I was in college. I'm just trying to find answers, you know, like it's, it's all information. I'm opening, open to not knowing and, and open to receiving and learning. And um, when any, anything that you go into, you just don't know what both sides of it, right? The case study, like what type of people were it? Like most of my case studies were on Scandinavian men age about 50 to 60 years old. <laughs> I'm not Scandinavian, yes. nor am I a man. And so, um, yes. and I am definitely not that old. So maybe it doesn't work for me. But um, at the same time, I would, when I, when I moved back to Alaska, I worked in physical therapy. So I worked in a physical therapy clinic and like I said, we have all sorts of people who come from all over the place here. And a lot of my patients were in the military because our physical therapy clinic was very close to the military um, base. And actually both of them, the Air Force and the Army. And so I'd have a lot of patients that I would deal with who were from you know, the South or, you know, like, well, a lot of them were from the South that I remember, Arkansas, Georgia, um, and the ones in Alaska, like the local patients, like Alaska is a coffee drinking state. Most people drink coffee here. So I would have my Lipton tea bag, nothing fancy. It was just whatever was free at the clinic, you know, in the break room. And I just take out my Lipton tea bag. And every time I had my, unfortunately, styrofoam cup of Lipton tea bag, um, a patient would say, oh, you're a tea drinker? And then start talking to me about X, Y, and Z about their experiences of tea. And I was like, I'm actually not really a tea drinker, but I'm going <laughs> to let you tell me your story. <laughs> you know? yeah. Because they didn't let me actually answer. They just go into, oh, you're a tea drinker? Oh, I remember drinking tea in the South with my aunt on the porch, and I made sun tea. Have you had sun tea? And they would just tell me everything. Granted, I'm there to do their, you know, physical therapy, like their therapy on them. So I'm not here to really tell them anything. Um, but every single time I had my Lipton tea bag, people just tell me about their life story around tea. And I was like, that was my aha moment was when I started to realize that they identify me because of a tag hanging out of my cup. I didn't actually answer or tell them anything. They just assumed but they have some sort of like really personal, intimate truth about themselves connected with this beverage that they just want to share with me. Like, like an un, unspoken, like secret society, right? Because you know how there's like the coffee drinkers and then there's mm -hmm. the tea drinkers and the tea drinkers just start talking to each other. Even if they're like <laughs> strangers, you go into a coffee shop Say you went into a Starbucks, right? It's going to start talking to you because you're drinking some Starbucks. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> they all just kind of like, do their own thing on the laptop mm -hmm. or whatever. So that's like the biggest aha when I realized there was a difference in the culture mm. of a tea drinker versus a coffee drinker. Interesting. That's that's interesting. I, I you know, I would say I've had similar experiences. I've, I've, actually today ordered tea instead of coffee because i was on the last day of my cleanse 
And uh, I just heard someone basically, I'm paraphrasing, was just like, nice. Like, you know, like, oh, someone like drinks tea instead of coffee. So interesting. So, you know, you mentioned your compostable cup, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, I know uh, about, you know, your organization and sustainability with your packaging and, um, you know, and uh, I think if I, if I say this wrong, please correct me, but like a geothermal or solar powered tea farm or something like, uh, uh, like the first yeah. uh, geothermal. So how did, how did that come into play? Like, what did you, like, what did you, like, was that something that also like almost this, this teaspiration that you have, like folks are, I felt like the universe was telling you, Jenny tea come to the tea world right because everyone's asking you and telling you about their tea experience was that the same with uh your geothermal tea farm or was it something that you had the intention said hey you know what i want to make sure that we're being more sustainable like how did that come about yeah definitely the universe calling me for all of the above okay <laughs> I, I went i went to college hoping you know well in high school it was like oh i'm gonna be a doctor and then but i was really into athletics so like a high school teacher was like, you might think about athletic training. And I'm like, what's that? Because mm. I want to be an ER doctor. I love like emergency response and stuff like that. And they're like, you get to do that, but like in athletics. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I love kinesiology and physical therapy and just like biomechanics and stuff like that. I'm very like math science brain. And, um, and so like the moving in the whole T thing. It was like more and more people, even when I worked at the physical therapy clinic, they would say, you should start a tea business. And I'm like, what? <laughs> who's going to do your ultrasounds? Like, you know, like, who's going to do your physical therapy? If I'm not here, then I won't be doing it. There'll be somebody else. Like, you want me to leave? Like, you know, yeah. for me, it was almost like, not like offensive, but it was like, am I not doing a good enough job? Like, you don't want me here? <laughs> kind of thing. But it was... I understand people are like, you're so good at this. And I'm like, I'm not good at anything. I'm just like excited to share with you what you're wondering about, right? I love answering people, helping people, really just helping people find the answer solutions that are towards what they're interested in. And so um, that's essentially how my tea journey began. And then after that, I taught English in Hong Kong, um, after I worked at the physical therapy clinic, just to like heal a little bit of my cultural identity, because um, like a person from Hong Kong usually looks like a supermodel. They're like really, you know, very proper. You imagine like the Gucci and the Louis Vuitton, at least my family's like that. I mean, they don't have Gucci and Louis Vuitton, but they're, they look at me and I'm very more like leisurely, outdoorsy, <laughs> casual. But I also grew up in Alaska. I just identify myself as an Alaskan. So I don't really care about looking like really, you know, that my clothes are all like straight and ironed all the time and everything. <laughs> so um, so they're always looking at me like, why are you so frumpy? Like, this is what you look like when you're going to a business meeting? And I'm like, I guess I'm not really sure what you guys are talking about because I didn't grow up in Hong Kong like my cousins did. And so... So I went to Hong Kong to like just kind of come to terms like what does it mean to be you know a Chinese person that grew up in Alaska like who am I really? So I went through that whole journey and then when I came back 
I got offered a position as a high school teacher. Because remember, I'm also a certified PE teacher, K through 12, but I have extensive math and science. So I was hired by a very small private school to do all the math and science classes and PE class. And then from that school, they asked me, it was a co-op. So it's almost like a private school slash homeschool collective because all the parents, like they're a, what do you call it? A shareholder? Like they're a part of the board. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, we want you to teach a tea class. And I was like, you know, I have to design a whole semester curriculum on that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, you can do it. You're really knowledgeable. And I was like, okay. So I started designing a whole curriculum and, you know, and then I had a semester long tea class. And so it was kind of like, it wasn't my idea. I was just at one of the school board meetings and they're like, can you do that? I think my child would benefit from like the opportunity to learn from you. And I was like, okay, I will try my best. And good teachers, like we talked about in the beginning, or good doctors, they're open to not knowing everything, but are flexible in receiving the possibilities of um, what's out there, right? And so that's just kind of how I went. And then, um, and then as then one of the summer breaks. I decided to actually investigate more. I'm like, what would it look like if I started a tea company? So I flew to Hong Kong and China and all over there. And um, I essentially made my own personal tea tour. I am from Hong Kong, so I don't speak Mandarin, like with the main dialect of China. So I actually had to hire a translator and he was white six feet tall, you know, very weird because like I'm a Chinese person in China. I can't speak Chinese, but I can speak French. That's why I knew about your last name because it took four and a half years of French. And the one of the very first tea farms I went to, the one of the tea engineers, he studied about the horticulture of the tea plant in France. And so my translator was like, you should speak to him in French because you can't yeah. speak to him in Chinese. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is very odd. So, um, but, you know, you're just kind of flexible and open to like the possibilities, right? So anyways, when I was going to China, I actually got laid off from the school because there's only going to be five kids coming back the next year. Like wow. not enough to have two full-time Whoa. teachers. So I didn't take it as like offense, you know, I was just like, all right, I guess I'm doing this tea thing since I'm already going to China. <laughs> so, um, and so that's why I say like, you're kind of right. It was like the universe has like steered me and with like this flexible mind mindset of adapting to the opportunities that are given to you. That's essentially like how my whole tea career has come about. Now I've been in business for 16 and a half years. The geothermal part was I have a tea education program called the Universa Tea Program. And I love a good pun. (laughs) (laughs) And my tea students, it was COVID. So I had canceled my tea tours and I sent all my tea students a tea plant in the mail. You know, how gardening and, you know, taking care of plants was really big during COVID. And so I I mailed every tea student a tea plant. And that way I could show on the plant, the stock of the plant, where you would pick, what kind of plants, uh, what kind of tea you would make, um, why you would pick it the way that you would. And so they started asking me, I know you're really busy, Jenny, but when are you going to start a tea farm? And I was like, what? That's just crazy. And every time I say something like that, the university has 
the universe has other plans. (laughs) (laughs) It's our tea farm in Alaska. And my (laughs) husband's like, so what would it take to start a tea farm? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, um, and I've already thought about this because I've visited tea farms. And I was like, okay, the only place I can think of that could happen right now would be at Sheena Hot Springs Resort because of their high tunnel greenhouses that they grow produce in all year round and it's heated completely sustainably by geothermal heat they have their own geothermal power plant they have the hot springs they have the water source like everything is 100 sustainable because if i was to make a greenhouse say in my yard what am i going to heat it with wood mm. charcoal fuel like how sustainable does that look, especially in the tea industry? If you're going to take something away from its natural environments of when it's going to like essentially rejuvenate that um, place, I just feel like, you know, things like fossil fuels and stuff don't really, you know, encourage or have like a, a symbiotic relationship with that thing. Like, so we know the owner of the resort and my husband was like, well, then just pitch him your idea. And I was like, pitch him my idea. Like, this guy is like a multimillionaire and he owns all these different businesses. I don't have time for that. I mean, he he doesn't have time for that. And I don't think he's going to have time for me. And so when he did call me back, he was like, let's do it. And I was like, oh, man, now I got to start a tea farm. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny was... Jenny, the universe has brought you kicking and screaming <laughs> through this entire thing. No matter how hard you try to ignore the signs, you were meant to have a tea farm and yeah. start a tea business. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Don't so. Fight bait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for high quality evidence based supplements to support your functional medicine practice? Look no further than Fullscript the leading platform for healthcare practitioners to prescribe and order professional-grade supplements. As a functional medicine and gastroenterology doctor, I trust Fullscript to provide me with a wide range of high-quality supplements that meet specific needs of my patients. Their extensive product catalog includes trusted brands, ensuring that I have access to the best options for my patient's health. That's right. Fullscript offers a comprehensive selection of supplements, including vitamins, minerals, botanicals, and specialty formulations, all sourced from reputable manufacturers. Plus, their rigorous quality control ensures that you're getting products that meet the highest quality standards of purity and potency. And what I love most about Fullscript is the convenience it offers. With their user-friendly online platform, I can easily browse, prescribe, and manage supplement protocols for my patients. It saves me valuable time and streamlines the ordering process. Absolutely, Fullscript makes it easy to create customized protocols for your patients and track their progress. Plus, they handle all the logistics from inventory management to shipping, so you can focus on what matters most, providing excellent care to your patients. So if you're ready to take your functional medicine practice or wellness to the next level, visit us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being that's us.fullscript.com slash welcome slash maximal being to receive your 15% discount on customized supplements and check maximal being standardized protocols for gut health. Fullscript has been a game changer for my practice, and I know it will be for yours. Don't miss out on this incredible resource for functional medicine practitioners and patients alike today. So, okay, so you have the tea farm running, it's up and running, and Let's let's talk about tea now, right? Because you know, we all 
we know, all know people that drink tea and we know there are a lot of benefits. So let's, let's get into the benefits, right? So my favorite tea actually is peppermint tea. Um, and I don't know if it's good for me or not, but I just like how it tastes. <laughs> so um, what would you say, Jenny, are some health benefits? And it doesn't have to be peppermint tea, but I just do know it's on a list of, it's always on the list of teas that are good for you. But what are some, I guess, we can start in either direction, teas that are good for illnesses or illnesses that are good for, that might be helped with tea, right? What would you say are some of the uh, results that some of the individuals you work with have been seen? Yeah, so it's really interesting how um, I was saying in, in the beginning how tea is so much more than like just a substance, right? Like a supplement. It's more, what was very fascinating, that aha moment was the culture around it, the way of being, right? We're on the maximal being show, yeah. right? <laughs> and and that is the biggest theme that I can find that is like so transformative of millennia, of cultures. Tea is the number one most consumed beverage in the entire world next to water. Did you know that? Have you heard that? Yeah. And yeah. it is the largest industry. Like if you want thinking of billions of dollars, the only business that beats tea right now is bottled water. So, um, so when you think about it, tea's got to be beneficial. People keep drinking it. They like the flavor of it. Um, it doesn't really do them any harm unless they're putting in like a whole two cups of sugar or something like that. Careful with your sweet tea. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that people crave. And even the, in the thousands of years of the history, even in like Chinese traditional medicine, um, they've tested it on themselves as a way to heal, quote unquote, heal any ailments that that come their way, right? Um so there was um a Chinese guy, oh, his name his name escapes me right now. But it's it's really easy to find like his name. It's like Lao Tzu or something. No, I think that's a different philosopher. Anyways, so sorry about that. And um he tried all these different toxic and poisonous things and he tried testing different plants on himself, but he always came back to tea as one of the things that would heal his ailments. And he's like, oh, there's just something about this plant because he's just one of those crazy, you know, thousands of a year guru guys who's like, I'm just going to try all kinds of things and make myself really sick. So science, (laughs) (laughs) early, early science. I love it. Which is now back. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. document your findings, right? Um, And so tea is 99.9% water. And we know that water is extremely healing. In fact, your body needs water. So when you think about the hydration of tea and the mental capacity of like thought, action, You know, hydration helps you think, right, for your brain to work, for your body organs to be optimized. So just the fact that you're drinking mostly water is super powerful. Then you have this medium of a plant, whether it's going to be peppermint, whether it's going to be hibiscus, whether it's going to be rooibos, or whether it's actually going to be the tea plant. And when I say tea, I mean the Camellia sinensis plant that makes up the five main categories of tea, which are white, green, oolong, black, and poor. They're all from the Camellia sinensis plants. Everything else, peppermint, chamomile, um, 
hibiscus rooibos that would be considered a tisane, which is a French word for herbal infusion. And those have completely different benefits. So when you're talking about the plant, just like when we talk about gut health, there are so many different things that do different things. So when I just talk about the tea plant itself, the Camellia sinensis plant, there are very powerful, well-documented components of that plant and how they help the body. Some of them is, um, one of them is one of the many antioxidants that are in the tea plant called ECGC. Um, I can't say the whole word. It takes me a while to practice the whole giant chain of words. Um, But for a long time, you might've seen that in the grocery store like 10 years ago, like powerful ECGC, includes ECGC, like Snapple's got it on the label, Lipton, whatever, all of those ready to drink things. And they're marketing it because there's a lot of research that that one antioxidant, polyphenol, flavonoid, whatever you want to call it, this huge chain that's complex is non-cell specific. And when I say non-cell specific, It means it does not discriminate. Any cell that it touches, it creates a barrier around it to help it from being broken down, you know, for a while, you know, because we get wear and tear on our bodies. So it's so powerful because any type of cell that it protects or wraps around, that means it's anti-aging anti-cancer, right? Because you're not letting that cell get damaged and multiply in a not healthy way. So, um, and that's why there's so many of these other benefits that come from it because you're breaking it down to the science of that one antioxidant type. Now there's many antioxidants in the tea plant, but that's one that's very famous is that ECGC that covers all your cells. Well, not all your cells, but any cells in your body. And so if you keep cleansing yourself with tea, drinking that tea, and like every day, um, and I'm talking about the Camellia sinensis plant specifically, you're you're rejuvenating the, the protection of your cells, whether it's in your gut, whether it's your cardiovascular cell, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a cell in your hair, your eyeball, you know, whatever it is, right? All those cells. And you know that water transports in the whole entire part of the body. That's another thing that's like non-cell specific, you might say, is how the importance of hydration of H2O is to your entire system. So when you break it super, super, super down to the fundamentals and what tea is, that is one of the most powerful things. And another thing that's in tea that's super um, powerful, and a lot of people who are new tea drinkers might not realize but are benefiting from, is an amino acid called L-theanine. And you've probably heard of L-theanine. It's a calming component. So you get this balance of the yin and yang in there, like tea itself, good high quality tea, like matcha, um, or early season picked um, white tea, may have extreme high amounts of caffeine. And if you're a tea newbie drinking all these high-end teas and you don't feel jittery like you do with coffee, it's because it's also got a lot of L-theanine in it, which occurs in any green leafy plant, but not, but not the coffee berry pit. It's not a green leafy plant. So L-theanine, it's going to be in your romaine, it's going to be in your kale, it's going to be in your spinach, any green leafy plants. And tea, the camellia sinensis plant, is purely just green leafy parts. And so that's why you get a lot of L-theanine. And um, the camellia sinensis plant has one of the highest concentrations of that amino acid. 
that calms and relaxes your body. So all you got this energy in your head, the caffeine, if you've got good quality tea that you're drinking, but like you feel like almost enlightened. That's why there's ancient poems in Chinese that talk about the seven cups of tea and how, you know, it, it progresses and how you feel and how tea makes you feel. It's not that it just makes you feel a certain way. It's actually doing it to your body. Super cool. I didn't know that L-theanine was in tea. I, I learned something. That was, that was <laughs> And you'll yeah. be so proud of me. One of the things my patient did is start drinking green tea because there are tremendous benefits for pancreas health and pancreas cancer prevention. So Wonderful. Good job, patient. High yeah. five to you. If you're yeah. listening, we're all yeah. proud of you here. The content included is not intended to be used as medical advice, and viewers should consult their physician or healthcare provider should they have additional questions. The viewers should not rely on information contained in these presentations for immediate or urgent medical needs. Additionally, if you think you have a medical emergency, call your physician or go to the emergency department or call 911 immediately. Never disregard professional medical advice or rely on seeking medical care or delay medical care due to information contained in this presentation. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.